hey, everybody, China and the Chinese Communist Party should be the front focus of every single person right now and how it impacts where we're headed as a country. If you want to support this program, please do so by going to charliekirk.com slash support. Email us your questions, freedom at charliekirk.com. Buckle up, everybody. The Chinese Communist Party threat is real. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. It's Christmas season, and we've been talking quite a lot about how we can give back. We are partnering with Angel Tree. Angel Tree does a phenomenal job. Angel Tree makes sure that children of prisoners are not forgotten this Christmas season. We partner with Angel Tree for a reason because they have really proven to be able to make people's lives better that really need it. And so Angel Tree Prison Fellowship delivers a handwritten note to every single child of a prisoner that needs it, that, that works at the Angel Tree program. So you guys can go to charliekirk.com. There's an Angel Tree banner. When you scroll down a little bit, charliekirk.com, Angel Tree banner, and you guys can help support a child this Christmas. For $110, you can reach five children, $220, 10 children, $550, 25 children, $1,000, 50 children, $2,200, 100 children. Jesus famously said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these, Matthew nineteen fourteen. So go to charliekirk.com, scroll down a little bit, check it out. We're honored to partner with Angel Tree here on the Charlie Kirk Show. I hope you all had a great weekend as we get closer here to Christmas. Not some great news today. Uh, right now, the Electoral College is voting to officially make Joe Biden president of the United States. Now, mind you, many of the meetings that are happening today in the voting uh, is not the end, but it's definitely uh, not helpful for those of us that want to see President Trump serve a second term. Uh, President Trump uh, still is in many different court battles and legal challenges. However, if the Supreme Court decision last week is any indication, courts are increasingly signaling that they do not have the appetite to fight this through their own jurisdiction. Basically, they're sending it back down to the states, uh, again, to make Joe Biden president-elect and eventually president of the United States. Now, mind you, this does not mean that we should stop fighting. This does not mean that it is over. Uh, that is not what I am saying whatsoever. But I am not going to spend an extended period of time talking about the Electoral College meeting today. Uh, it still has to go through the House of Representatives and the United States Senate in January. Both steps, I believe, should be challenged, especially by the United States Senate, who should play their cards to not certify the election results through uh, the United States Senate. Also happening today is the first delivery of the vaccine. 
I want to give the president great credit for developing the vaccine in record time. However, I, unlike some other networks and other shows, am not going to spend an extended period of time talking about how wonderful vaccines are. I'm not going to say that they're terrible either, but that's not exactly where we're going to focus our time today. If you believe vaccines work and you think this thing is going to help you, then so be it. I have said this publicly and I'll say it again. I am not going to take this vaccine. I'm not going to take this vaccine that has been rushed to market. And it seems as if there's almost a pathological obsession that if you do not take this vaccine, then you are going to be ostracized from all civil society. Uh, That is something that I find to be uh, very concerning and quite honestly, suspicious. But something I do want to talk about is how we had a bombshell news cycle last week and in the last couple of days that half the country does not even know is happening. And we need some clarity. We need some clarity on what is our official relationship with the Chinese Communist Party? What is our relationship with the Chinese Communist Party? Some people will say that they're trading partners. Some people use this nice poll-tested word adversary. I say they're an enemy. We're now still living through the consequences of the Chinese coronavirus, the lockdowns, the escalation in suicides, mental health issues, alcoholism, depression, business closures, the erosion of our civil liberties and natural rights. And half the country does not even know that people at the highest levels of our government have been compromised, intimately compromised by the Chinese Communist Party. The significance of what's happening in our country when it comes to who's actually going to lead us on January 20th, whether it will be President Trump or Joe Biden, the significance is so great as it comes to what will determine the next decade. We already have mountains of evidence that the Chinese Communist Party is funding the Sierra Club and other environmental groups. They're behind BLM Incorporated and other racial insurrection groups. At least they're vocally supportive of them. New evidence out today shows that CNN, MSNBC, NBC News, and the major networks dedicated almost zero minutes. I think CNN had three minutes total to covering Eric Swalwell in a relationship with Fang Fang, a Chinese spy. And so the question should be, what is our relationship with China? Is it one where we have decided that we no longer want America to exist? And this is exactly why liberals get along so well with China. You see, liberals and corporations have finally found something they can agree on for different reasons. They have both found agreement that China's rise is a good thing. You see, liberals want to see China's rise to power because it means America's demise. Liberals and leftists want to see America crushed. They believe America to be a phallologocentric, heteronormative, Western experiment that is a patriarchal, exploitation, colonialist, racist Civilization. If all those words sound 
overly academic. That's exactly what your children learn when they go to college. Big words that have very little meaning and no wisdom whatsoever. Lots of knowledge, no wisdom. Just venom, hatred, and antagonism towards the West. So liberals are perfectly happy to literally sleep with Chinese Communist Party surrogates, allegedly, like Eric Swalwell and Fang Fang. But also the corporations that we entrusted so much of the backbone of our country, they like China's rise because that means cheaper markets to be able to produce their goods, sell some of the goods back to them as China gets richer, and with it, the deindustrialization of America. Newsweek out today, as China leads quantum computing race, U.S. spies plan for a world with fewer secrets. The Chinese Communist Party, they have no morals or values. They don't create anything. They're not entrepreneurs. They're not creators. They're thieves. They're robber barons. They're gangsters. But one of the major reasons why China continues to get wealthier, China is completely open, and they've been open for nearly six months, despite the Chinese coronavirus originating in Wuhan. One of the major reasons why they continually get wealthier and more powerful is that we do not have clarity on who they are. You see, many Republicans are now waking up to the fact that our corporate leaders and the trillionaire class that control our trillion-dollar corporations, they have had no loyalty to our country whatsoever. They've had no patriotic underpinning. Instead, all they've cared about is maximizing profits, redomiciling labor markets, whining and dining Xi Jinping and the Chinese Communist Party. Many of our political leaders are exactly the same. Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, through the family business of selling access to the highest levels of government, they perfected the art of the steal, not the art of the deal. The art of stealing America's position in the world. And Eric Swalwell, literally sleeping with the Chinese Communist Party, has given more of an in-kind contribution to the CCP than any other individual could have in the last couple of years. The Chinese Communist Party, they dream of a day where America thinks Russia is our greatest geopolitical threat. And yet the Gatestone Institute has come out and said that there are Chinese military bases now being built in the Caribbean. New evidence goes to show that the Chinese Communist Party has purchased land in Texas next to military installations. A Chinese Communist Party leak, according from NationalFile.com, shows that Pfizer and AstraZeneca employed 123 Communist Party members. Another leak exposes roughly 2 million Chinese Communist Party members spying globally. And yet we have this strange obsession with Russia and not challenging what is our greatest enemy, the Chinese Communist Party. Look, it's not often you get a gift for yourself, but I need to tell you about something that you got to buy. It's called a hedge 
against all the craziness in the market. It's a free 22-carat American Gold Eagle coin. Not bad, right? A free 22-carat American Gold Eagle coin in a special presentation box. To qualify, you have to take out a precious metals IRA or 401k rollover with Noble Gold. Makes a lot of sense right now to keep your savings and investments safe. Who knows what the next administration will do or what's going to happen? So look, we don't know what's coming next. And you have to have a hedge. They're creating money. Austrian School of Economics is completely under attack. So if you guys want to hedge against all the market volatility, and we know what's coming, inflation is coming. Call 877-646-5347 and get this special coin offer, but don't hang around. That's 877-646-5347. Tell them that Charlie Kirk sent you. Again, that's Noble Gold, 877-646-5347. Hank Paulson, who is a ruling class government Sachs fool, all he cares about is making sure very wealthy people stay that way, says Hank Paulson, who famously said when it came to the United States bailout package back in 2008, 2009, that we need a bazooka, not a water gun. Hank Paulson screwed that up. And he says, how to fix our relationship with China? I could just see so many of these people writing articles in, I don't know if The Guardian existed back in the 1930s. I'd imagine The Guardian existed in the 1930s. And whatever the top newspaper was back in the 1930s in London, I bet The Guardian existed. I bet The Spectator still existed too. Everything in London, Britain is at least a couple hundred years old, saying how to fix our fraught relationship with the National Socialist Workers' Party in Germany. I could just see the articles being written. Joe Biden is framing himself and is going to be coming onto if he becomes president of the United States. He will be on a platform that will be closer to that of Neville Chamberlain. Peace in our time. We will do peace with the Chinese Communist Party. Even the even though the Chinese Communist Party is just as, if not more, evil than the 1930s fascists and the National Socialist Workers Party, it's not even a question of how do we measure evil. I mean, it's a you're you're trimming at the edges. The Chinese Communist Party is they want global domination, and they're not making the same mistakes of these international. These internationalist and global potential superpowers in the 20th century. They're not making the same mistakes as the National Socialist Workers Party or as the Soviet Union. Instead, they are using the weaknesses of the West against us. They are using the liability, the the political correctness movement, the idea that we must censor our speech, that we must destroy masculinity, that we must surrender to unproven, unsubstantiated myths and lies about our country. The Chinese Communist Party is cheering on all of that. And most of our political leaders in finance, in sports, in media are purchased wholesale by the Chinese Communist Party. 
Hank Paulson writes in the Wall Street Journal, Many people believe there will be a military crisis between the U.S. and China, and with good reason. But our military and diplomatic strength is rooted in a strong economy. And the path to economic success begins at home. Mr. Biden must crush COVID-19 and fix our economy to bolster economic competitiveness. If we do this, the U.S. will be dominant world power no matter what China does. It feels like this was written by the Chamber of Commerce or the, cha- the Chamber of the Chinese Communist Party. We must reject the notion that we don't benefit from our economic relationship with China. This is written by Hank Paulson. I wonder how much he was paid by Xi Jinping to write this. It is not unpatriotic to say this. Indeed, our workers and farmers have the potential to benefit to a much greater extent from a more balanced relationship with the world's fastest growing economy. As the two largest global economies, it is in the interest of Americans, the Chinese and the world that the U.S. and China find a way to reboot economic growth. While much more remains to be done, China has taken steps in the right direction. You see, Hank Paulson, he's not a patriot. Hank Paulson is a Wall Street technocrat who cares about serving the wants, needs, desires, and interests of a lustful, power-hungry ruling class. They have a lust for power that can only be satisfied with global domination. And what Hank Paulson and the economic elites are pushing for is actually very clear. We know where this is all headed. We have a we have a blueprint. And part of that blueprint is similar to the countries and the civilizations in the 20th century that created and printed so much money that it had no value whatsoever. Now, why would the wealthiest people actually want inflation? Because inflation is finally coming. In fact, they're admitting it. The front page of Yahoo.com, it says, inflation is on its way for 2021. Here's what it means for you. This is the most important topic that no one wants to talk about. More important than the vaccine, more important than anything else when it comes to economics. What is inflation? Well, inflation is when the money supply outpaces economic growth, outpaces productivity, and there are more dollar bills or there are more pieces of currency than there is value to represent. It's a pretty obvious thing. We talk about inflation Every so often, people use the famous examples of Zimbabwe or the Weimar Republic. But I was actually watching a documentary on the Weimar Republic this weekend. Yes, that is how I spend my free time on the weekends. And as I was watching the documentary on the Weimar Republic, there was a very interesting 45 seconds that I had to keep on rewinding. And basically, it said something that was so obvious, or it should be so obvious, but we don't say it enough, and then we don't connect it to what's happening right now in front of us. And so the narrator or one of the documentarians said the dollar bills or the currency, I think it was the German mark, the Weimar mark, it was $100 million to just go buy a loaf of bread. And you've probably seen those famous pictures where people are bringing wheelbarrows, wheelbarrows of dollar bills or German marks 
I can't remember the exact term of the currency they used into supermarkets. And then one of the narrators said something and it all made sense. He said the currency was so useless that a reboot was needed. And I had to rewind it. I said a reboot was needed and the currency was a Reichmark. I said a reboot and I kept on rewinding it. Reboot. You mean like a reset? We've talked about the Great Reset quite often here on this program, which is a plan that is being implemented by the World Economic Forum, by the billionaire and trillionaire class, the Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, tech elites, the Roman emperor, Caesar, Caesar Pharaoh, czar class that are not satisfied that they have a higher net worth than Slovakia. But instead, now they want a global reboot, a reset. So as I was watching this old documentary on the Weimar Republic, I realized that the playbook that led to 1930s National Socialist Workers Germany, that unintentionally led to it, I should say, might be used again. If the ruling class renders currency so useless that normal people have to bring wheelbarrows full of money, even though most people don't have dollar bills anymore. It's all just a fiat currency in your bank account. Then how are you going to get bread and food? And maybe it might result in massive clamoring for people to demand a currency reset. Now, I can hear a lot of you say, well, Charlie, why would rich people want that? Wouldn't that make them poorer? No, inflation helps wealthy people. You have to understand that the billionaires and the trillionaires that control Google and Amazon, they don't have a lot of their assets in cash. They have a very small part of their portfolio in cash. First of all, you see the wealthiest people in our country buying massive amounts of land. That should be a warning sign for everyone. When the wealthiest people in any civilization start buying up huge swaths of land. I'm talking about hundreds of millions of acres of land. Watch out. Because land is one of the few things when your currency is rendered useless that you can actually trade, that you can use, that has value. Land can be mined. It can be settled on. Reservoirs, water. Land is real. Things that you can touch do very well in the midst of inflation. Things that you can visit, things that you can occupy the same with gold with silver with hard assets and also the same with durable companies that actually make things so much of the ruling class has their assets diversified in ownership stock of companies that are going to do just fine like amazon who can adjust their prices regardless of any sort of inflation that might be coming they're buying hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars of land. And they will be wealthier than ever before. Now, what is the main driver of this? Debt. Debt is the addiction that we have been unable to free ourselves of here in our country. And not just the national debt. I have been railing against the national debt since I was in high school. Thanks to a good friend of mine who I believe is listening to this program right now, maybe on AM 560, The Answer in Chicago. 
not just national debt, but personal debt, credit card debt, mortgage debt is manageable, but debt in every single fashion of society, every vertical, every aspect of how we live is based on leverage. When you leverage yourself to such an unsustainable level, you can then do a couple things to get out of debt. You can cut spending, which many people do not want to do. You can raise revenues, raise taxes to pay down the debt, or you can do the one thing that almost every civilization before us has done. From England to Rome to even the Weimar Republic, you can inflate your way out of the debt. So when you have a $26 trillion debt and your dollar is worth a certain amount, and all of a sudden that dollar is worth 50% less, all of a sudden that $26 trillion debt put in perspective is actually not as much because the money supply has been increased so dramatically. Now, who does this hurt? The plumbers, the, elect the electricians, the veterans, the teachers. But it benefits people that already have hard assets that can put their assets to work. And now you're finally starting to see the ruling class say, oh, oh, inflation's coming. Great time to buy land. Great time to buy something you could touch. Great time to actually get invested into something that is not esoteric. But a lot of people don't even have money to invest because you shut down their whole country. Because we shut down every single aspect of our civilization. And so, why are they doing this? Well, the Roman emperor class is who I call the big tech, big data companies, the Bezos people, and the Bill Gates clan. They want a globalist, one-size-fits-all program. They articulate it in the Great Reset from the World Economic Forum. And as our currency... becomes absolutely meaningless, all of a sudden, other countries like China can start to fill that void. Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos, they are not patriots. They are corporatists. All they care about is making Amazon more powerful than America. You see, Jeff Bezos wants Amazon to be the new Washington, D.C. Jeff Bezos no different than Alexander the Great building his army from Macedonia to India. Jeff Bezos is a conqueror of a different kind. Instead of raising armies and pillaging villages in the traditional sense that Alexander the Great or Napoleon or Genghis Khan or the Vikings would have before, Jeff Bezos takes over cities and states through addicting them to cheap piles of plastic from China delivered to their home in a matter of minutes, spying and surveilling on everything that is said thanks to Amazon Alexa. The content that you watch is, consume, is brought to you by Prime Video. And their way of conquering is not with tanks or horses, chariots, or standing armies. It's with dumping products that we don't need and destroying the industrial base. Now, Alexander the Great and Amazon had the same 
driving impulse, domination. It's part of who we are. It's built into us. That's why we like markets. That's why we like competition. What Amazon is doing is anti-competitive. It is anti-market. And the country right now is about to go through a reckoning, regardless of who wins. And if President Trump ends up being successful, he is the best chance we have to prevent this. But if Joe Biden becomes president of the United States, brace for impact. Because we will have simultaneous crises going at once. And do not be surprised in the midst of one of those crises, all of a sudden, a currency economic reset is all of a sudden pitched to the American people. But my guess is once we get to that point, people will be clamoring for it because they will not be able to afford a home, a gallon of gasoline. And then the conquerors, the Alexander Greats of our time, they'll be in total control. This is something that a lot of people are afraid to talk about. This is beyond right versus left. This is beyond traditional politics. This is civilization altering. Every great civilization from Imperial England to Rome to Greece falls because of debt and what they did in response to it. Inflation, the destruction and the deterioration of the middle class. Inflation is a tactic as Lenin used to say, to destroy working people. With the Turning Point movement that we have started on campuses across the country, I've had the honor of traveling to many of these universities and engage in rigorous debate with the next generation. When you talk to as many students as I do, there are several familiar themes. I see disillusionment with the media, a lack of hope in their job prospects, and I hear them commonly claim that their victims and that they deserve better. While college students actually realize it or not, they're forming ideologies that will affect the way they think and treat others for a lifetime. I like to recommend a great book to any young person in this time of life. It's called Reflections on the Existence of God by best-selling author Richard Simmons III. This guy doesn't shy away from the hardest questions of life. Reflections on the Existence of God is a collection of short essays that tackles the biggest question of all. Does God exist? This book is well-researched and easy to read. One of the most important things a young person can do is to solidify their worldview. Our worldview informs our personal, social, and political lives. It helps us understand our purpose. So I'm challenging college students to ask themselves life's toughest questions. Dive in and get this book today. Reflections on the Existence of God. Go to reflectionscharlie.com. That's reflectionscharlie.com. Then drop me a line with your thoughts at freedom at charliekirk.com. Thanks so much, everybody. Again, it's Reflections on the Existence of God, a great book. Check it out. I want to get to a cultural issue, which I it just caught my eye, and that was the Cleveland Indians have officially decided to drop their controversial team name. No one was talking about this, by the way. This is, this is not something that was, let's just say, a top-tier focus of people. The Cleveland Indians will soon be no more. I'm reading from the New York Post. Terrific uh, website. Following the path of the Washington football team, Cleveland has decided to remove its name, which many consider racist and insensitive. Who? Who are these people? Many consider. The 105-year-old Indians moniker has for decades drawn ire 
from Native American groups. And those frustrations became more prevalent in the United States in the midst of the reckoning on racism and social injustice following police shootings involving unarmed black men and women. What what unarmed people are they talking about? Are they talking about the fact that Breonna Taylor's boyfriend started shooting at police? There's no specifics here. So if we're going to start, if we're going to start to go through mass deletion, I would like to submit some evidence to the tribunal. I'd like to submit some names that I think need to be changed and institutions I think need to be rendered racist. Let's start with Stanford University. Stanford University was founded by Leland Stanford. Some people would call him a robber baron who was involved in building the Transcontinental Railroad. Some people would say that he used slave labor to construct that railroad. How about Yale University? Yale University, of course, founded by, I can never say this name, Elihu. I think that's how you say it. Elihu, Yale, who was a slave trader. Let's rename Yale University. In fact, let's stop playing Wagner music. Let's stop playing all Wagner because Wagner hated Jews. Even better, why don't we rename Stuyvesant New York? You guys ever heard of Bedford Stuyvesant New York? Bed-Stuy? Let's rename Bed-Stuy. Why? Well, because Stuyvesant hated Jews. He was also an anti-Semite. How about Brown University? Brown University is named after often brutal slave traders. Do you start to see all of a sudden where the sequence of societal and cultural cancellation can start to reach thresholds of mass insanity? Now, mind you, I was pleasantly surprised of one cancellation when Princeton University got rid of Woodrow Wilson in the Woodrow Wilson School of Government. Woodrow Wilson was a pro-Soviet, anti-American, racist, one-world government president. In fact, it's not very well known and it's not taught to our children. Woodrow Wilson actually spoke positively when the Russian Revolution was happening. Democrat President Woodrow Wilson on April 2nd, 1917 said, quote, does not every American feel that assurance has been added to our hope for the future of peace of our world by the wonderful and heartening things that have been happening within the last few weeks in Russia. That was right after the Bolshevik, that was right at the beginning of the Bolshevik revolution coming up to red October. That is what Woodrow Wilson had to say. But look, we're reaching a point right now that the left, they will never stop. This is one of the, this is one of the fallacies that the Chamber of Commerce establishment Republicans operate under, as if the left has their appetite full. Eventually, they'll leave the table. They'll say, we've had enough. These people are parasites, metaphorically, okay? The left is a movement of parasites, I should say. They want to culturally destroy everything. And no, if Media Matters listening to that, I'm not comparing people to insects, okay? I'm saying that... As Gad Sad would say, they have a parasitic mentality that they leech onto and destroy and try and take over anything that is healthy and is good, not building anything anew. 
Should we rename Indiana? Because that was named after Indians? You can see where this all lands. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Please continue to support us at charliekirk.com slash support. Email us your questions, freedom at charliekirk.com. And if you want to get involved with Turning Point USA, where we play offense with a sense of urgency to win America's culture war, go to tpusa.com. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. God bless. God bless.